Hey, there you are. I'm Peter Alsop, back with another episode of Songs to Chew. Today's song is, let's say, unusual. Actually, I have a number of songs that might fit into that category. This one's called Buy Me Something from my Christmas Holidays album. It's that time of year again. It's kind of about the trappings of capitalism and how we and our children can become trapped and addicted to shopping for things, obsessively and compulsively. Shopping is one of America's favorite medicating behaviors. Shopping and buying things seem to relieve us from feeling any of our painful feelings that might be trying to surface. And it works for most of us. And that can be very addictive. Arthur, the kid I play, who sings this song, actually passes out when he's not able to buy something. Seems he goes through a strange withdrawal when he hasn't bought anything for some time. He says he'll be okay if anyone buys him something, but I'm not so sure. Here, from my Christmas Holidays album, let's listen to Buy Me Something. Arthur, why are you breathing so hard? Are you okay? Am I annoying? Am I annoying? Am I annoying? Am I annoying? Yes, you're doing a very good job. I'm sorry, I have a problem. When I get near a store, someone has to buy me something. It's too intense in the mall here. I'm just a little kid with a mouth beneath my nose. When someone takes me shopping, this is how it goes. It says, buy me something, 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 buy me something, 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 buy me something, buy me something, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me something, please. Even if I have one, my mouth says I need two. And if mom tells me no, here's what it will do. It says buy me something, 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 buy me something, 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 buy me something, buy me something, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me something, please. We're supposed to look for presents for my family, but my mouth doesn't care about anyone but me. It says one of these or one of those or that one over there. I remind me anything, I don't really care. Just buy me something, 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 buy me something, 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 buy me something, buy me something, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me something, please. My parents really hate it, they have to count to ten. They say they'll never, ever, ever buy me things again. I've really got a problem, my mouth just loves to shop. Maybe you could buy me something that might make it stop. What do you think? It's worth a try. You could probably save a cute little kid from getting killed by an angry parent. Look, it's not my fault if my mouth has some kind of rare shopping compulsion, is it? You could just put it on your charge card, and then you wouldn't have to pay right away. Oh, please buy me something, 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 buy me something, 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 buy me something, buy me something, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me. Something new Spend lots Don't be a cheapskate Or I'll get mad at you Buy me Things of great value Stuff to save I want Giant collections of everything ever made. Arthur, 
Wake up, you fainted. Well, where am I? I was having a dream. You need professional help. But it stops when someone buys me something. Here, I bought you this stick of gum. Oh, thank you, thank you. See, now I'm not sick. Shopping is sick. Shopping is a part of being American. Yeah, what's the point of Christmas if you don't get presents? Caring about each other. After hearing this song, parents would often come up to me and say, I want you to know that my children already know that song. They wrote it. Are you sure you didn't follow us around sometime in a mall somewhere? Because it sounds exactly like them. <laughs> so there are a couple of ideas I like to address when I use this song. Number one is the way that Arthur the kid with a not-so-rare compulsive shopping disease who sings this song, tries to blame his obsession with acquiring things on his mouth. Even if I have one, my mouth says, I need two. I mean, it's great. A main goal of success in our system of capitalism is to acquire and collect as much profit and wealth as possible. As Arthur sings, Buy me things of great value, stuff to save. I want giant collections of everything ever made. Sounds like Arthur's being greedy, but I think when people or organizations act this way, it's because of a fear about not having enough. Greed is actually about feeling needy. One is never enough. Two is always better, and even better than that is three. Wow! An important life lesson I learned is that when we act needy, our needs can never, never get met by definition. People around us who love us may try to fulfill our neediness, but it's impossible because our neediness comes from our fears, one of our painful human emotions. And shopping and hoarding and collecting things compulsively is actually a medicator that distracts us from our pain. When we're needy, we will always want more, unless we can figure out what we're afraid of and find some ways to remedy it. Until then, we simply keep medicating our painful feelings. Having some will never be enough. Healthy humans, however, do have needs. The difference is that needs can be met like this. Hey, thanks for scratching my back. You got the itch. That's enough. My wife almost fell off her chair the first time I said that to her. When we're needy, it wears people out, and then they won't stick around to help us anymore because it's always never enough. The second thing I like to discuss using this song is how another main goal of success in our system of capitalism is achieving a state of constant growth. To be successful, you need to gather more and more profit each year, growing bigger and bigger, and then plow those profits from one year into the growth projects for the next year. And then, and only then, you've got a successful enterprise, an empire, regardless of whether or not you're happy and fulfilled by the work you're doing, regardless of whether or not you're contributing to your community or the family around you, regardless of if you're a large corporation or a medium-sized LLC or a small private owner, you're still just an individual cog in the machinery trying to make more profit than you did the year before. And this kind of obsessive need to have more is like Arthur's neediness. It's what drives capitalism, and it's one of the main problems with the system. It teaches those of us like Arthur who participate in this system that everything has a price, a dollar amount value. And doing that simplistic reduction of life into quantifiable numbers and amounts is what truly impoverishes us emotionally, socially, and spiritually. Because we adopt the stories that we learn from the system under which we live. Questions like, how much is that worth, takes the place of how well does our endeavor or work or thing, product or service actually enhance the quality of life for us, for me and my family and for those who live here with us. Does what we do lift us up? Does it lift our sense of ourselves? 
Does what we do strengthen our intangible attributes like honesty, generosity, kind-heartedness, caring, and consideration of others? Because the behavior of an individual is limited by the beliefs and stories maintained by the system within which that individual lives. So, it's no wonder that Arthur has learned some very unbalanced and external ways of trying to feel good about himself. And my third thought about this song is how having and owning things in our American culture is an external way that we've learned to measure our own worth. And I don't mean our financial worth. I mean our sense of valuing who we are, our importance to our family and community. If others treat us like we have value because we have things, we learn that things make us okay. But if we're not feeling fulfilled or happy about ourselves internally, then naturally we look for external supports, like having more possessions. So we buy things for ourselves, some product, a pill perhaps, some new clothing, maybe more makeup to hide our blemishes, maybe a new car. And when we have these things and others seem attracted to us, of course, then that means we're okay. If you're nice to me or you hug me or you buy me something, then I must be worthwhile, right? I'm lovable. Why else would you do that? I remember a lesson I learned back when my girls were young. I'd come back from being on the road for a week or so, and I'd bring each of them a present from wherever I'd been. I noticed after doing this a few times that I'd walk in the door and both girls would run up and hug me and say, What'd you get me? I appreciated the hugs and that they were glad to see me, but it felt like something was amiss. What was I training these kids to value in life, in our relationship? Was I trying to buy their love? It seemed like I could have bought them a candy bar or an ashtray with a painted picture of LAX Airport on it. It didn't matter to them as long as I bought them something. I stopped buying them presents and made sure that I gave them an assurance that I do something special with each of them instead of having given them a present. I gave them the gift of my time. That was a gift for myself as well. So everything's okay. My kids, now grown, still like getting gifts with meaning, and I did not have children like Arthur, the boys singing, I'm going crazy, I can't stand it, please don't make me leave the store empty-handed. I'm glad you stopped by. If you felt this song chewing was helpful, please tell your friends about this podcast. Songs to Chew is free. I'm Peter Alsop. I'll be back next week with another song to chew. Bye for now.